girl, love the mess. I watch the swirl of smoke from candles burning, while Mary looked up yawning. I got confirmed and I confessed. I really felt that I was blessed. Plus, I love my uniform. So did the boy who lived next door. But something changed when I became of age. And all those things I thought were true, someday I'd break the big taboo. And this is Pre-Thought Radio Hour. Uh, this is Doubter 5 or Larry Rhodes. Um, one second. You're listening to WOZO Radio 103.9 FM live in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's 103.9 Low Power FM here in Knoxville. Uh, this is the Digital Freethought Radio Hour. And uh, we have several guests with us today. Have Kevin, uh, Kevin Scott, would you say hi? Hey. And Shibuti. Hello. And Joy. Hi. Hello, Joy and Shibuti. We don't have you up here very often. Uh, this is an atheism call-in show, and we'll be talking about atheism, free thought, humanism, rational thought, and science. Conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, God's holy books, and superstition. Uh, tonight we have a couple of uh, topics. Oh, River came in, just joined us, so we're, there are five strong tonight. Um, a couple of topics that we'll be talking about will be uh, irrationalism or irrational thought, uh, whether it's on the atheist or the theist side. And then later on in the show, we'll talk about the rallies that you see happening all over the country uh, in response to the Trump election. And we'll have some of the organizers here, right here in Knoxville, talking on the, on the show. So stick around. And despite what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs, and you'll hear some of them right here on this program and generally on this station. Uh, we'll also talk about the atheist and rationalist groups that are here in Knoxville and how you can connect with them. And did you know that we also have an atheist television show broadcasting here in Knoxville and has been for six years? We'll tell you how you can go about watching that show. Remember, this is a call-in show, and if you'd like to call in, you can call 865-333-5937. That's 333-5937. We'll be happy to hear from you. The line is open. Today's topic is brought by Kevin Scott. Would you like to tell us a little bit about it? Well, yeah, I, I think that the election, there was an election, I think, this past week. Um, I think so. Yeah. I heard about it. And uh, the reactions to it are kind of interesting. I wanted to talk about how irrationality plays into many, many of the decisions we make, sometimes sometimes major decisions, and, and how nobody's really immune to that. Um, one of the things that we saw well, coming out of this, the reaction has been, and we're going to talk about the reaction some with, with Shibuti and Joy, um, but one of the reactions has been trying to figure out how... Uh, how Donald Trump won while while all the predictions were that he wouldn't win and why ha- basically half of the electorate voted for someone who the other half of the electorate saw as a racist, a bigot. Um, unqualified. Yeah, 
And and so whereas the they saw their candidate, the one that they voted for, Hillary Clinton, as being obviously more qualified, obviously mm-hmm. more experienced, you know, all of these things, and they couldn't understand that. And so I think it's something to to talk about and think about and even talk about why we reacted the way that we did. Um, in my understanding, in my observation, this is all anecdotal, I don't have numbers on this, Sure, the majority of the atheists in the United States were going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I mean, before the before the primaries were decided, Bernie Sanders was right. a huge yeah, he was a big part favorite. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but once once it was determined that Hillary was going to be the nominee, um, it it was a it was a huge thing, and probably again, this is some anecdotal observation. It's not based on real numbers. The majority of the people in the press. Uh, with a couple of exceptions, Fox News is certainly an exception to that, right. and and some of the commentators on radio are an exception to that. Yeah. But the majority of the news media also thought not only were they were they pro Hillary Clinton, but they were very much um, assuming that there isn't any way that America is going to vote for Donald Trump. Right. And and while Hillary barely won the 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 popular vote. Uh, I mean, by by a by tiny majority, margin. Tiny, yeah. Tiny majority. Uh, the reality is that now we have to deal with the idea that whichever side you're on, no matter how strongly you feel about your candidate, and I, and, and truthfully, on either side, uh-huh. you have you have to you have to come to an understanding of why did people vote for that other candidate. And how do we come together as a country? And and so I wanted to talk a little bit about how how that happened, and and some of the mistakes that we make in in rational thought uh, when it comes to things like this, like leading up to the election. Yes, like yeah, rash, even rationally con- concluding that the more ca- qualified candidate would would win the election. Well, and, and there's even a question about how we look at. It, we're even irrational about what qualifies somebody to be president, or how we even how we even think anyone is going to be a good president or a bad president. Mm-hmm. We, we really can't know. You know. Okay. Um, so, so here's some of the things that went into, went into even going back into the primaries. Uh, I was at uh, the Tuesday night thing at Barley's here. Um, I, it was before the primaries. I don't know how long ago. It might have been a year ago. And, and In fact, you want to plug the thing at Barley's? Well, sure. Uh, I'm sure. Or at, at wherever it yeah. is now. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Atheist Society of Knoxville weekly meetup, which is currently and has been for a long time being held at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria in the Knoxville Old City. It's every Tuesday night, and uh, Kevin, you came down there and, and met us and, and talked to a lot of our, our people. Right. Well, I've been, I mean, I've been coming been off and on, and on for, for, for a, a couple of years. Yeah. But what happened this particular night was uh, most of the people that went to that group um, at that time were Bernie supporters, very vehemently so. Right. And so I was I was out on the the porch area and I was talking to some people and and kind of a group of us around. I think Shibuti was probably there and Joy. Um, and we were talking and and there was a, a guy there who hadn't been very often. Uh, may have been his first time. I don't remember his name. Maybe you guys do remember. I don't know. But anyway, he was. We there, the talk was very much. Yeah, you know, it's going to be great. We'll get Bernie as president. Good things are going to happen. Blah 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 blah. 
and the other people went in. It was just this this guy and I standing there, yeah. and and I assumed wrongly. I assumed, oh, of course, he's probably a Bernie supporter too. And so, you know, I asked him, you know, some question about Bernie or something. He's, why well, I'm actually working for Hillary Clinton. But he was almost ashamed to say. Oh, really? Not because, and not because he had. I, I don't think he had some problem with Hillary no, no, Clinton. No, but he was in a group of, but, of but Bernie there, supporters, right? Yeah. And so, one of the things that that causes us to sometimes be irrational, as we evolved, in order to survive, we had to fit into people groups. Mm. We had to be accepted. We needed the support of our community. You have to be an insider, not an outsider. Right. For many of these groups. Right. And so we're tremendously influenced by the people we surround ourselves with. Um, whether whether it's politically, whether it's at work, whatever. And, and so that played a big role in how people voted in the election. But one of the, one of the things that we, we often miss, though, is that we don't we, we have the ability in the world today to, to really s- filter the information that we receive. So, so let me ask the, the ladies here. So do you, do you all ever watch the news? Yeah. Wait, what? Did you say ladies? Yes, occasionally I, I watch the news. I use that in the broadest sense I'm of the term. I'm just messing with you, Kevin. Yeah, occasionally I watch the news. Or That's listen to the news or, or whatever. I read the news. I read it. Anything. Reading right. is more likely where I get my news source from. Okay. So, and, and Larry, do you watch well, the news? Well, I get most of my news off the internet. Uh, generally, people will send me Facebook uh, stuff, but uh, a big part of that would be the like the Late Show with Stephen Colbert or um, the Daily Show. I watch those for news. But as far as turning on the TV and watching the news, I, I hardly right. ever do. That. I, I, NPR was is a big source. Okay, so so when you. When you actually, when you all, I'm not just talking to, to Larry here, when you all um, watch the news, when you all read the news, when you all listen to the news, however you get it, um, do you often look at right-wing news? I mean, are you looking at, at Fox News sources? You're reading a lot of those? I read both. Okay. I don't. What, oh, one of the things that I said, and this is a conclusion I came to years ago, in order to, to attempt to get a non-biased news story I will read the far left I will read the far left or the far right I will read the supposed progressive and find what common ground and middle ground that they actually I mean that they have and that's where I determine what is the actual the actual news or I will actually look at international news Um, those who who aren't afraid of offending Americans or have to deal with the political stances that we have to. Right. Uh, My thing is, how do I defend my stance if I don't know what they're saying, what's, um, you know, I I have to know, especially, like, if I'm hardcore about something, I need to know what they're going to come at me with so I'm prepared to debunk it or, you know, correct them on things. Right, right. So do you think, so, so most of the time, at least you two. Larry didn't say. Most of the time, you two. Well, actually, Larry did say he pretty much does left wing stuff. So, so. Um, but would you say that you think that's common? That most people are looking at both sides. Absolutely no. not. No. Okay. So, in in the country, we have this this 
ability, or in the in the 21st century, we have this ability to really filter our news, really filter our information. Well, if I we have help in that too, Google filters it for us. Once it knows more about us and sees what we like and what we click on, click on, uh, it will limit the news that we get. Right. I'm not careful. Well. That's all we'll get. Facebook, Twitter, right. any any. Right. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting a lot of feedback on my mic. Um, but Facebook, Twitter, any social media outlet now is is following this Google algorithm method where they follow what you look at right. and they that's what they push in front of your face. And that and that's because advertisers and, and Google and Facebook are just advertising platforms. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's because advertisers want to um, want to to get the most clicks, the most responses for their ads and and Facebook and Google figured out a long time ago that right. the best way to do that is to show people stuff they're more likely to click on or whatever. But the point is that we're insulating ourselves. Right. So we're filtering we're filtering our news. Um, because of that, we we get a cognitive bias toward one thing or another because and then it's reinforced. So because we you know we have the decline of newspapers, uh, Larry will remember this, um, you guys probably won't, but I think it was in the seventies where the FCC uh, allowed there to be advertiser supported news on broadcast networks. Before that, the the broadcast networks didn't have an incentive to to get viewers. They didn't have the incentive. I mean, they had maybe a prideful incentive, but they didn't an ego incentive. What do you mean by broadcast? Um, NBC, ABC, you didn't know, have an incentive to get viewers. No, they. I mean, they had an incentive to get viewers for their news, but there oh, wasn't the but there wasn't the profit motive that there is today. So today we see even in the news we see a lot of of things that. On the internet, we call them clickbait. But I mean, the idea that you know we're going to say, you know, is it going to rain tonight? Find out at eleven. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, just tell me if it's going to rain. You could have done the same thing. Yeah. Same yeah. Um, but but you know, so, something in your kitchen is going to cause you to have cancer. Find out what that is. You know, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing. Yeah. So so we we have that. So we have this cognitive bias that we reinforce in this echo chamber that we build around ourselves. Um, so that causes us to sometimes be irrational. Uh, very few people are are well informed about why uh, you know why somebody might vote for the candidate they're opposed to, you know, and it's easier to to do that. So we want to be a part of a tribe. So we we end up uh, we end up getting into this thing where we get around like minded people and they reinforce our views. We read news and and experience things that reinforce our view and. That tribalism, while it was important for evolution, doesn't necessarily serve us rationally. It's just not something that's very, very important from a rational standpoint. But it's the way we survive. So, in terms of you know why people were surprised that that a bunch of people voted for Donald Trump, basically half of the voters voted for Donald Trump, and yeah. and they were surprised. Well, part of the reason they were surprised is because they have no, they can't conceive of why somebody would vote for Donald Trump. So, so, so that's one place where we get irrationality. Another place we get irrationality is with messaging. Um, we're lazy thinkers. We're, we're extremely lazy in the way we think. So, so let me let me ask you guys: What was uh, Hillary Clinton's initial initial tagline? Do you know? I can't remember. Okay. I, I couldn't even say because I was never a Hillary supporter. Okay. I, I, I remember it changing, but I don't remember what it was. Break the wall, break the barrier. No, the her her initial one was "I'm with her." 
Oh, yeah, and I, I immediately, of course, block that because I I take issue with such a gender biased statement. Well, and it, it and I it didn't serve her well. It didn't it didn't work well. It wasn't well received. So then she came up with another one. Do y'all remember what the one was that she had coming into the election? Stronger together. Yeah, you're, you're Roger. I didn't. This is Riv. River. Oh, River. I'm sorry. Call okay. Him Call him Riv. Riv. Yeah. Okay. So so Riv says stronger together, and that was that was it. Stronger together was was the one she stood with. Now now I'm with her. Kind of capitalized on the idea of this could be the first female president in the United States. Um, one thing that Hillary Clinton accomplished just with her run was to demonstrate that no no one any longer thinks. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, a woman can't be president. I mean that that idea is gone. Now. Yeah. You know, a woman certainly can that, be president. That at least was accomplished. Yeah. So she accomplished that. She, I mean, she accomplished a number of things that were really good. But, but that was certainly. But I'm with her. Played to a really small, a, a very small percentage of the potential voter pool. When you're in an election, you have. 20, 25% of the people in the United States are going to vote for the Democratic candidate. 20, 25% of the, the people are going to vote for the Republican candidate. And the other 50% are, well, most of them are probably going to vote the same way they did last time. But but that does change. We saw Barack Obama get a pretty significant percentage of the white male Southern vote, which was surprising. Um, but he did because his message resonated. Okay, so, and by the way, what was... Do you guys remember what Obama's, you know, eight years ago, what his... Change. Yeah, hope and change. Oh, yeah. Hope and change. Those were his... He, he constantly, re, you know, did hope and change. And that, worked, that worked this time un, un, unofficially. Well, <laughs> and and so so stronger... To, so we had... I'm with her, which appealed to people who wanted, you know, this historical first woman president. Mm-hmm. That didn't resonate well enough with the people that she needed to move into her camp, to inspire into her camp. So then they, they went with Stronger Together, which again is the idea that, hey, it implies a lot of things. It implies that America is somewhat divided, and we need to come together. We need to work together to, you know, it takes a village. I believe she there, there's a book by that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, so I mean, all of those, all those ideas are good. Okay, so what was Donald Trump's tagline? Make America Great Again. Make America great well, again. Make America great again. Okay, so some people had. Uh, you going to say something, Shruti? Well, the question is, was that always? Um, I don't know that it was always his his tagline. It certainly was from the primaries. Um, I'm I'm not sure how early that was adopted, but that that was a message that people could understand. There, there wasn't any ambiguity in it. It wasn't about it wasn't about him. It was about America. In fact, if I asked all of you, and, and I'm going to make an assumption that none of you voted for Trump. <laughs> I think that would be a correct <laughs> assumption. Okay. So I'm going to make that assumption. I'm going to make the assumption that most of the people who are listening to Atheist Radio uh, did not vote for Trump. But let me, let me ask you a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and all of you answer honestly. Do you want to make America great again? America no, without qualification. Just a yes or no. Do you want to make America great? Sure. What, what part? Of, when was it great? What, I, I, no qualification. I'm asking a yes or no question. I can't. It's no, because it was never great. Yes. In so, my so right. But but do you want to make America great? Do I no, want to make that's America not the question. Great? The question is, do I want to make America great again? Okay, so the again is so, the qualification. So, without qualification, if you just had to answer yes or no, your answer would be no, Joy. Now, if I want to make America great, yes, I want to make it great. 
I don't want to make it great again because it was never great to begin with. Okay, but you can't answer that without qualification. So make America great again is no for you. Mm -hmm. And Shibuti? Again being the qualifier, yeah, I don't agree. Yes or no? So no. It's a no. No. Larry, what about you? Do you want to make America great again? I want to make it great. but With no qualification, yes or no? So that's a no? Sure. Sure, so you do. Most people um, are going to respond to Make America Great Again by saying... Well, yeah, I want a great America. Yes. Do I want to take it back in time? No. Well, well, but but well, the again, qualifier being or the qualifier being again means yeah. yes, again means implies it was some things, right? right. And, and it also implies, by the way, that America is not great right now. We had a high points. I mean, get a microscope. We, yeah, we had high points. I'm wondering what those high points were. Well, we consider some of the, uh, of course, it's very controversial. Very controversial uh, disagreements, but when you look at through history, uh, there have been presidents, I think, where America's presence has been something of an assage uh, to, to foreign affairs, but there's, I think, even more so ones not so much. And that's where you get into a lot of the bits of history that is being probably as we speak, or if not closer to it, uh, basically whitewashed throughout uh, Texas literature history books. I and mean, that's, that's the thing now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. but when you look at so it's a mix. But there have been some things, like for instance, in internet. We essentially gave the world internet uh, back through a plan that started around uh, what post World War World War Two, and well, well, it was more like in the seventies seven, that it actually started. So right, well, I mean, some of the very basic plans uh, you had ARPNET, and then ARPNET became right. what it did, became what it did, became yeah. what it did, and for the longest time. We had control until very recently, pretty solid control over, is it CISPA? Or the, the naming system, controlling regulations. And ever since uh, Snowden, ever since then, it's been kind of a mix of, well, we should be able to control certain aspects of the internet. And that was, it only, I think, gained legs after Snowden. Uh, so, anyway, the point is, there have been highs, but. There have been many lows. From getting that well, my problem with it is there's an awful lot of information on the internet, mm-hmm. but there's just about as much disinformation, right. and 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 it's getting to be a real skill to be able to uh, differentiate between the two. And if you don't have that skill, or if it's not honed very well, you can pick up all kinds of problem information. I'll put it that way. Right. I can't. I I would venture to say that every person in this room, and there are five of us who are quite proficient on social media mm-hmm. and social networking that we have all fallen victim right. to a poe or a troll or reading something that was just completely unfactual and and sharing it or agreeing with it or liking it and then we have that moment where it's like ha oh, crap we we fell victim to that that predatory behavior and and that's exactly what irrationality is about mm-hmm. We, we post things, not because we vetted them. You know, we post things on social media, not because we vetted them, but because we agree with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's true on both sides of the... And we're much more likely to believe it if we agree with it. Yes, of course, yeah. We, we look for things... Uh, we look for things in our world that agree with our worldview. We have a word for that, right? Or words? Cognitive dissonance? 
Well, right. cognitive right. dissonance is well, a different thing. Cognitive bias is, okay. is a yeah, bias. but but cognitive dissonance we'll probably talk about a little bit. So so we see what we expect to see, and we're really good at ignoring stuff that we don't want to see, or seeing the parts of it that we want to see. Um, I saw a video recently of Hillary Clinton getting off an airplane, mm-hmm. and and appeared to maybe stumble a little bit. It was not, you know, but but. The, the people who were at the time saying Hillary Clinton has probably got you know polio or something I don't know what, what all they or drunk decided or she said or she was drunk or whatever yeah. um, they all saw see that's proof that that she's she has problems the people who on Hillary's side were I don't it just looks like she stumbled just a bit it wasn't even a wasn't even a big deal no. wasn't the actual uh, concern Parkinson's um, yeah I think that Parkinson's was was one that got got a lot of Got a lot of traction. I'm not, but again, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to to stir that up. I mean, but that, but that's obviously, yeah, that was that was one of the big ones. Um, of course, she's also a woman in her seventies, so um, you're gonna. You, that's a, not an uncommon thing to have a stumble or whatever as we get right. older. Even for people who are fit, yes, mean, exactly. Yeah, you can stumble yeah. for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. yeah, and so, so that was it. So we see what we expect to see. So here's the here's the other thing that I think was a big factor in the election. We have tribalism. We have the fact that we, we just hear from our tribe. We, we put this cone around us of, of that. Mm-hmm. The other is um, messaging. So so we talked about, you know, make, make America Great Again was a message that a lot of people found appealing. Mm-hmm. Much more so than Stronger Together, much more so than I'm With Her. That was a message. And we're lazy thinkers. We don't we don't spend a lot of time, even people who consider themselves informed voters, really don't spend a lot of time thinking in, in terms of real issues. Speak for yourself. Well, right. I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, well, I think the idea of the informed voter is, is, is most people, if you say, are you an informed voter, if they were honest, most people say, well, no, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to vote for Hillary, yeah. I'm going to vote for whatever. I mean, either, either way. But, but there are people who are rational. There are people who made rational decisions about the election. There are people who voted for Gary Johnson, for instance, because they realized that their state's electoral votes were going to go for Hillary or they were going to go for, for um, Trump. But if Gary Johnson's a, Gary Johnson Libertarian is about 5% of the national popular vote, they would qualify for some federal benefits. The Libertarians would qualify for some federal benefits. That, that would allow them to be more competitive in the future. Sure. So, so there are people who made that choice. That was probably a rational choice. It probably wasn't because they thought Gary Johnson was going to get elected, which would have been a pretty irrational amazing, thing. Amazing. Yeah, well, it would have been a pretty, pretty irrational thing. Um, so they had that. Okay, so so we have the messaging. And, and that, if, if you're looking at people as a group, what's the average IQ of people as a group? 110. 100. That's that's how it's defined. So so if we took a, a group of Trump voters and we took a group of Hillary voters, they're gonna have roughly the same IQ. If we tested all of them, they're gonna have roughly the same IQ. But what it in in the the way the discussions went and so on, I I saw and maybe you saw it too that the Trump supporters were painted as what racist and. Racist, less intelligent, ignorant, ignorant, uninformed, unintelligent, uneducated. Yeah, the Hillary supporters were painted as sexist. You you could easily argue that. Anyway, 
but but they were pointed, you know, they were argued as as being better educated, and 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 we took great pride in that. Elitist, right? <laughs> elitist, yeah. yeah, liberal. They they want to destroy America, that kind of thing. They were negatives yeah. and positives. Yeah. But but the idea was, if you're if you're educated, if you're smart, you're not going to vote for Trump. You're going to vote for Hillary or Bernie before that. Yeah. You know? So you need to take a break. Yeah, we're at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to have to go on and do a little break here. Um, this is WOZOLP 103.9 FM live in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're going to play a song. We'll be back with you in about three or four minutes. So stay tuned. One day the sun is going to die. For us it means no more sunset to the universe. Just one less star in the sky and almost all who ever lived have already died countless stories of love and war and hope and pain now silent place side by side yes I understand that my whole life is just a blink of an eye in the history of Okay, and we're back. Sorry for the dead air. I was thinking that there was going to be another message come up, but there wasn't. So let me talk about the TV show. We, we mentioned a little bit earlier that there will be, there is a, 
atheist TV show that's been broadcasting right here in Knoxville for over six years now. It's Free Thought Forum, and you can watch it on Community Access um, CTV, Knoxville Community Access TV, uh, which is broadcast on Comcast Channel 12, and I can't remember the other, I can never remember the other carrier. But you can also watch it online. You don't have a TV? Fine. Pull it up on your, your phone. I watch it every week on the phone. And uh, it just tune in to your browser to ctvnox.org, 5 o'clock on Tuesdays, and be ready to call in the show and actually participate. You can ask your questions directly to Real Live Atheists. And uh, let's get back to the show. This is WZO LPFM 103.9 Low Power in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, Joy and Shibuti, uh, you had a little bit of a role in this Knoxville uh, rally, I think. these. What do you call the rallies? Well, we've kind of gone through a few names. I think we've settled on um, uh, Let Love Conquer. We started out, it was pretty much, you know, it was... A lot of very uncomfortable feelings over Trump getting elected, and as you know, I'm dealing and processing with processing all of them. I see other people having anti-Trump protests, and so I'm like, I'm going to start one. I quickly learned, you know, the first one there are a lot of people out there with their Hillary signs and everything, which is not what I wanted. So I'm like, I need to. This doesn't need to be anti-Trump. So we went for love Trump's hate. And then I was still, I didn't like hate in there. I didn't like Trump even being mentioned. And so we, you know, it's, it's not about anti-Trump. It's more about joining the community so that we have better options next go-round. You, know, you used a couple personal pronouns in there saying, I wanted this and we had that. Uh, can you connect it more to the movement at large? And do you think that they yeah. follow the same... The same. Uh, I don't think they are. Um, okay. So you, you're only basically responsible for what happens in your backyard, is what you're saying. For for this one here, I mean, I haven't been paying attention. I, it's, you know, I, I saw a few pictures and stuff, but I haven't been paying attention to what motivates mm -hmm. them. I've, you know, I've been. It blew up on me mm -hmm. much faster than I expected it to, and so you know, I'm I'm I am totally looking for. What I think would be best here. Okay, when did when did this start for you? When did how did it start? Eleven o'clock Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and sitting around with Shabuti. Shabuti, <laughs> you can call me Shawnee. It's okay. Shawnee. People know. <laughs> sitting around with Shawnee and uh, a friend of another friend of ours was like, "We need a protest. I think I'm going to start one." And uh, they encouraged me to do it, so I went ahead and you know set up a Facebook page for it, and it people responded. Well, a, an actual event, not a yeah. page for and it. it. We and now event. have a page for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you got some good response from the event. Immediately, um, it started getting shared. Uh, let's see, the first event was 7 o'clock on Thursday. So within less than 24 hours, it was shared um, one and a half thousand times. Wow. Um, the second event was over 2,000 times. And... The newspaper says about 200 people. There were people coming and going throughout the night. I'm assuming probably close to 300 people ended up coming out, which to me in that short amount of time for Knoxville, uh -huh. how small as we are, that was a pretty good turnout. Yeah, for Knox Patch. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. <laughs> well, that and considering that um, more than 50% of Knox County 
voted for Trump in the general election. And to have that many people in such a short amount of time come together, not necessarily to protest Trump, but to protest the hate and the bigotry that has been validated by right. his election. Well said. No, I, I saw um, I saw a little bit of footage from L.A. today, mm-hmm. and they they filled a four lane highway for four miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see them marching into town, and you could turn around and look in the other direction. There was actually no end to yeah. it. Um, it. They disappeared among the buildings, you know, going the other way. But that's just amazing, and to see that something like that, more peacefully even, uh, happening here in Knoxville is is refreshing. It, for us, we nearly wrapped around a little market square. No, <laughs> we actually did. No, we literally wrapped a full square around Market Square, and that was unfortunately because our path was detoured by a possible scare. That ended up being nothing. a toolbox, right? Oh, um, and our, our participants did not know that that was going on. But the, the thank you, KPD, so much for being present and doing your jobs without prejudice. Mm-hmm. They brought it to the organizers of the group and said, look, we might have an issue here. You guys walked right past it. Please don't walk past there again until we can address the situation. And it did. I mean, it was no big deal. I haven't brought it up on any of the event page, but there there has been talks about people um, forming counter-protests. And, there, you know, I've, I've seen them. I haven't brought it to anybody's attention because I don't want to scare people. And I... I I didn't think it was likely to happen, and if it did happen, I was sure we could, you know, I'm sure us remaining peaceful could have de-escalated everything, um, and it do hasn't, you, you know. Do you think that counter, you, you're kind of assuming that a counter-protest would not be peaceful? Well, when you mix oil and water or um, gasoline actually, and fire. Well, I, um, I'm just, I, I, I have not observed, there's been a lot of talk about, the violence of Trump supporters and stuff. I have not seen any more violence on one side or the other. I, in the posts that I've seen, there were people talking about arms and stuff like that. So that's but, but, what made. But me Shawnee did as well. But there are We're going to borrow your guns. We're going to come for your guns to borrow them. Didn't, didn't you? Didn't you post that? What, what was it? Yeah, we're going to come for your guns, but we just want to borrow them. No, that was a joke. I no, I know it was. A, no, I understand it was a joke. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, we're all people. What, no. And and I don't think that as a group, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of violence. Oh, I did say that, and I said that um, uh, privately as a joke because I said no. That I mean, I that felt was, like, that's fine. No, right. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I, no, I, I had, I had a, too, a, a momentary lapse of. Did I really say that? And I said, yeah, we're going to come for your guns to borrow them because now I feel like I have to arm my household. Um, but as far as the, it's not an assumption that a counter protest is going to be violent. It's Private messages have been received saying, look, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but people in these certain groups are saying that oh, they are preparing well, to that, take up arms. Case, but, but just as a general rule, I, I, was, I was thinking that was an assumption based on no, just no, observation. No. Okay. It's, it's things sense. I've seen. And, and thank you for clarifying yeah, that, too. Like, there is one post there is a group of people that were talking about it and now there were also people on there saying they have the right to protest let them be if there right. if there's a problem with them that's what kpd's for and kpd has had no issues with this at all you no know? they were very good during the gay pride parade too oh, they, they did their job oh, professionally they, I, and they were they were well i've participated in a few um protests here in knoxville and they've they've always been 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. They did their job without prejudice, right. and that's what they typically do. And this is, I see it as a pattern no matter what group is up and appreciating their right to assemble. They do their job, and they protect those mm-hmm. who are bystanders. They protect those who are participants. I, I went to the Citizens Police Academy myself, and, and it just really struck me how professional they were when I was doing that. This is a, a call-in show. I haven't mentioned the phone number lately. It's 865-333-5937. If you'd like to call in, the line's open. We welcome your comments. That's 333-5937. And back to you. Where do I start? <laughs> in the I middle. guess I can say um, our goal now, you know, I didn't know where I was going with it. I knew that... I was having a hard time processing my feelings on it all, and I wanted to be surrounded by people who could sympathize, who, you know, they were feeling the same thing. I wanted support. I wanted the comfort. And like I said, I quickly, with the first one, realized this isn't what I want. So, you know, I I posted to the group, and I made some suggestions, and I've come to decide that if we're going to continue doing this, my goal is to connect the marginalized communities in Knoxville. Um, There's so many groups or organizations already set up helping individual groups. When it comes down to it, we're all fighting for the same thing. We all want equality. You know, we want to be treated fairly, like, you know. Except for the white supremacists or right. people like that. And yep. But we've, we've you know, we have this, like, monster here that's been affecting all of the, the communities but we've been coming at it at different ways, and, you know, I figure if we could all unite and start fighting together, figure out what the other communities need from us and help support each other, we can, you know, united we can do a whole lot more than we could divided. Okay, this radio station doesn't really allow call to actions, but if you'd like to tell the audience when your next meeting or next uh, um, march is planned for we have something planned for thursday but it's not concrete we've you know it may we may be going to another organization's meeting or what they have going on i'm still working with them okay. to well, find out if they wanted to follow up on it where would they go um we have a group we have a group and a page called uh let love conquer okay and uh, we have a caller would you point your microphone down to the phone there thank you uh, you're on the air. Would you like to say something? Uh, give us yeah, a comment. I, I, I've heard the word monster used to describe this monster affecting or hanging over uh, these marginalized communities. The only community I could really imagine that, uh, assuming this monster is Donald Trump, who is the object of the protest, so uh, AMA, the monster uh, from those sentences, was Donald Trump. Um, I'm, I'm kind of worried that you missed part of that because I've said that Trump is not our focus. What we're the monster is the racism. racism, sexism, bigotry. you know, bigotry like bigotry How are in general. With the election of Donald J. Trump. How are racism and sexism connected with the man? The man has said nothing about rolling back the Civil Rights Act. Rand Paul did, but we didn't see any real protest against him. Uh, during the primaries. Are, are um, you aware that his vice president Mike it's, Pence favors shock therapy and is in favor of conversion that. therapy. Um, Mike Pence is also an idiot chosen to, to rally a whole bunch of evangelical voters to Donald J. Trump's side. Mike Pence does not write legislation. Mike Pence does not set the agenda. Donald 
Donald Trump has proven that when he's essentially told Mike Pence that what he said during the vice presidential debates was, well, wrong. Have you heard what Michael Moore has said about that? And his movies that he's putting out, he's the one who predicted that Trump would be president, and he thinks that the Republican Party want him in there so they could bring Michael Pence uh, to the the position he's in. Then they they were wait for something to happen or Trump to to do something wrong, and then they will purge him. They will. What's the word? Uh, we know this. Oh, no, Clinton got impeached. They would impeach him. Yeah. And then they would have the man that they really want in power. So, none of this is about Donald Trump. This is about a grand conspiracy to bring a Ted Cruz supporting evangelical Mike Pence to the national stage. No, I'm just saying what's, he what's could possible. Then maybe later on become president. That's, that's a hypothesis. Yeah, and we're not saying we support it or, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. That's just one that's out there. Well, I, I think, too, though, what you're talking about, and, and, I, and I don't know that the caller... I'm sorry, Carl, what's your name? Or nickname. Joe. I'm sorry, Bill? Joe. Joe, okay, Joe. Joe. So, hmm? so I, I don't think that, that what Joy is talking about, in my understanding, is really about even our elected officials as much as it's just about that we live in a country where undeniably we have some bigotry, some sexism, some racism. Um, I think that it might be somewhat of a misnomer to say everybody who voted for Trump is a racist bigot. I think that's that's silly. Uh, we know it's better. obviously not the case. We know better. Um, yes. But uh, we have an environment in the United States right now where those things are part of the conversation, and those things are part of the conversation partially because of the presidential election, maybe mostly because of the presidential election, but now is a time, because that's been stirred up, where we can come together and and, and work on those issues irrespective of To be fair, I saw plenty of the bigoted, uh, really kind of racist I don't care who got elected. These issues would still be affecting these communities. The monster is hate, whether, you know, in all of its forms. We live in a glorious country. For the first time in history, a Republican candidate has been seen with an LGBT flag. The log cabin Republicans are a bigger the log cabin Republicans are... Most especially because of tech billionaire Peter Thiel, we're seeing a resurgence of that community. We're seeing the highest um, highest proportion of minorities ever voting for a Republican candidate. If anything, it's a return to a better time when race and, uh, I guess, national background, insofar as immigrants go, um, has less determination over political uh, affiliation and alignment. I think so you're wrong. It's wonderful that we live in a country where... Hispanics can vote for Donald J. Trump or Hillary Clinton. Isn't it wonderful that we live in a country where there is no expectation that, of course, of course, minority voters will only identify with one party? Isn't that a good thing? Aren't we moving towards that beautiful and glorious future that you and I hope I hope you envision? I certainly do. 
I'm sorry, I do have a question. Did you say that we were returning to a greater time? Did I hear that correctly? Well, there was one some point in time in this country where states like California, for, for example, could turn red. When was that? They would turn blue. There was a time when the electoral map was a lot less predictable based on demographics. Okay, at what point, though, for the marginalized and the minority was this country at a greater time that you want us returning back to or that you have mentioned us returning back to? Electorally, darling, electorally. Well, oh, honey, please do not, do not patronize me with your darlings. Do not patronize me with your darlings or your precious or your sweethearts. I do not appreciate that. It's misogynistic, which points me again to, yes, laugh as much as you'd like, but do not sit there and call me darling while you're talking about minorities and those who have been marginalized being well, taken back to a greater time while using those same yeah. things. And my piece has been said. It, as I was saying, hate, the, the hate, all the stuff that divides us, it was going to be there whether we had Hillary, whether he had Bernie. We have a lot of work to do in these country, or to do in this country, to make sure everybody is represented and everybody is treated fairly. And my goal is to get everybody working together on this and mm-hmm. actually accentuate the the love and desenuate. Mm-hmm. That's why that the, our and they're not protests anymore; they're rallies. We're rallying rallying together. For love, and while we're out there, we have voter registration cards to help get people voted um, or registered to vote. Sorry, um, we have representatives from the Democratic parties in three three counties around here who are listening, who want to hear what these communities need, so that they can better represent them. Um, what else? Do we, um, we're con- we're encouraging people to pay more attention to the politics, get more involved in our local politics so that we can start fixing things from the local level. Start at the our cities, then go to state, and you know, then we can look at better presidential ca- candidates. And I think most importantly, too, is with the Trump winning the election, um, the hate that's been validated in this country, we are standing up and saying, I appreciate you to minorities that we might not be necessarily involved with. I appreciate you, I respect you, I respect your existence, and I will stand up with you against this oppression. I will stand up with you against this hate. I will be there for you. And that that's mostly what it's what's what it's coming down to with this rally or this sequence of rallies. You want to talk about the the safety pins? Safety pins, yeah. Right. The safety pins came initially from Brexit uh, when Great Britain completely embarrassed itself uh, to the rest of the world. Stop there for a bit. Before, before we... Uh, Hold on. We have another yeah. caller. I'm sorry, Kevin. No, no, no. That's okay. All right, caller. This is uh, Free Thought Forum. Or, sorry, Free Thought Radio. Would you have a comment or question? Yes, I do. This is Amy. I uh, called in with Kevin a while back. Yes, how are you? We only have about five minutes before we're going to have to go That's off fine. the air. Go ahead. Amy. Hi, how are you? Oh, okay, welcome back. Thanks. No, I just wanted to call in. I was not a, a happy person with the results of the elections myself. 
definitely from the previous caller and everybody we are on such different planes here our realities are very different I could argue any side of any argument you'd ever want to argue and until we stop arguing we're never going to find a solution <laughs> I, I was sitting here listening kind of going insane because the realities aren't the same. So, what would your be? Your what would your solution be to this? Um, unfortunately, the solution is we have to stop hating. I am again not a fan of how the election turned out. Um, I have every intention of being out in my community and trying to make the results different in the future. But for now. If I go out in the streets and, and protest, which is completely fine, but I burn things or I get in fights with people or, you know, physical confrontations and things, it does nothing to improve it, and I am no better than the way it had been previously. I totally agree with you, and that's why we have been focusing on love. We are a peaceful rally. That's why I specifically said this is not a protest. This is a rally. I, I've been very clear to on our page and everything. This we we want peace. We are not trying to fight. We are not trying to spread more hate. We want love. Could you identify yourself, please, another rally, the name or whatever? Oh, I'm sorry. That was Joy with the uh, this most recent rally being Love Trumps Hate. Uh, the next, we're, we're moving forward from that name because we don't even want hate or Trump to be in the name of it. And we rally. have been, it has been twice now, one of the few successful rallies in the country that has been completely peaceful. There has been no rioting. The police officers have been actually gracious and thankful to us for not inciting violence, mm -hmm. and no that's what we want to continue. I mean, we, we have a voice. All of these groups have a voice, and the point is we want to bring them together non-violently. We do not want violence incited. Then I wish you nothing but the best of luck with that. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Say the name one more time. And once again, it is it is now changed to uh, Love Conquers All. No, love, Let Love Conquer. Oh, I'm sorry, love, Let Love Conquer <laughs> We've tossed everything back and forth so much. I'm, I apologize for that. But Let Love Conquer is now the new name of the group, the events, as not to misconstrue any any hate, any protest, any anti-Trump anything. Okay. Well, thank you for calling, Amy. We're getting Absolutely. Thank you. Now, thank you. Now, we've got about just three or four minutes, maybe three minutes, uh, before we have to start the final music. Do you have any final words you'd like to uh, put out? I do. Okay. I, I would really like to thank Joy for doing this. Um, this is one of the very few projects that which she and I are good friends. Uh, we've known each other for a couple of years now, and uh, she pretty much took on this endeavor by herself outside of, you know, a group of us that typically work together. And I am so, so proud of her for doing this, and I'm so proud of every single person who came and participated. I am so proud of everyone who couldn't come but but shared their, their voice and shared the events. I'm very, very impressed with, and I very much want to thank uh, Knoxville City Police Department for 
their uh, their participation um, professionalism. and their professionalism. It was it was definitely protection without prejudice. Um, I want to thank everybody, and I would like for other people who want to be involved or have any questions, just reach out, reach out and ask. And once again, I, I just Joy did a fantastic job. And uh, when Portland can't pull off a, a nonviolent protest, but Knoxville can, or a nonviolent rally in Knoxville can, we've done a damn good thing. Very good. And thank you, Buddy. Um, Rev, you have any final words? Uh, nope. No, I can think of. <laughs> we couldn't hear you shaking your head. We couldn't hear it rattle. Kevin? Uh, yeah, just, I, I'm just super impressed with, with what Joy is, is pulling together. And I think it shows that maybe atheists aren't as bad people as we sometimes get painted as. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never as bad as we sometimes get painted as. But anyway, if you're interested in meeting some atheists, some real live atheists, and sitting down and having a beer with them, maybe a pizza, come down on Tuesday night to the Old City in Knoxville to Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria. We're there every Tuesday from about 5.30 to 8 or so. Longest table there. Just walk up, say hi, I'd like to know more about atheism, and we'll sit you down and we'll all talk. Um, this is Free Thought Radio Hour. This is WZOLP, 103.9 FMLP. Um, sorry. Um, I'm throwing Larry off. I, <laughs> we'd also like to mention uh, Rationalists of East Tennessee. They meet um, the first and third Sunday of every month at Pellissippi. They also have a book club and a... Uh, a typical just a luncheon discussion at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. We've got Sunday assembly. Uh, once a month, they have a. a I guess it's a, it's a a free thought church. You could say mm-hmm. it's welcome to everybody. And then FFRF East Tennessee, which is our um, legal advocacy group. You are more than welcome. Whether you're atheist, secular, free thought, religious, Christian, three, you know, Muslim, it does not matter. You are welcome to any of these things. The websites, uh, I can give out the websites. As if you will point them out, no, rationalists.org rationalists, <laughs> uh, rationalists. and uh, FFRF ET. Uh, it's actually your your easiest or the easiest way to find FFRF East Tennessee is on Facebook. Okay. Alrighty. And uh, this is Larry Rhodes at Free Thought Radio in Knoxville, Tennessee, saying we did, in fact, evolve from filthy monkey men. Woo! (laughs) But why are there still monkeys? (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Uh, We're going to leave you with uh, Quiet Company's Beautiful Lies. And uh, be sure to tune in next week at 6 o'clock on the same radio station. you don't have to waste your time